What does it take to meet the demand for security professionals today? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Kathy Lavender. She's the Executive Director of Security and Investigative Placement Consultants, LLC. Kathy, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Tom. To start out, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work, please? I would be happy to. Well, I've been recruiting in this very specialized niche for over 12 years. And I find uh, security people, so both information security and physical security specialists, as well as all kinds of investigative personnel. Before I began recruiting, I was actually an investigator myself, and before that, I was a journalist. I worked for ABC News, so I'm a bit of a chameleon. When people tell me they want to change jobs or reinvent themselves, I say to them, you're talking to the queen of reinvention. Hmm. Kathy, what are the types of placements you find that you typically conduct for organizations? They're all over the map. I thought that they would be very um, you know, discreet, finite, but it's actually very broad-based. But right now, on the information security side, a lot of people who are um, able to do incident response, respond to data breaches, malware, and advanced persistent threats. And what are the types of organizations you're typically conducting these searches for? Well, I work with all kinds of corporations, large, uh, medium, even small ones that have realized they have issues and needs. And I also work a lot with professional services firms because in many of these instances, when it's a, a very specialized or uh, highly technical um, incident response type need, they may not need that person on staff, but they need to turn to an external provider, an external resource. So professional services firms have been building their uh, you know, talent rosters up, and I've worked with a lot of those firms to help them find those people who have really highly specialized, high-end capabilities that uh, you know, can be drawn in when there's a particular need. So to cross the spectrum, I've done searches around the country, around the U.S., and also around the world. Kathy, you talked about some of the specialized skills. What would you say are the qualities that organizations most seek in IT security pros today? Well, first of all, it's a very, very strong technical knowledge. Um, the technical piece in many instances, um, you know, you can't fake it. You can't be a generalist. Uh, in most of these roles, they, they really have to have uh, highly specialized capabilities and it's not a matter of, uh, you know, someone who has a passing interest in some of these areas or people who've gone out and obtained a lot of certifications. They really have to deliver the goods to bring uh, strong capabilities in their you know, subject matter expertise. And then on the softer side, I think they're looking for somebody who brings some flexibility to uh, deal with the fact that the landscaping is the landscape is always changing. It's it's very dynamic, so you have to be fluid. Um, you have to be aware that you know, the the organization has needs that will evolve. You know, they don't hire you for one job and it's going to be static, and you're going to be repeating that same um, set of responsibilities day in and day out. In in an environment as dynamic as this, you have to be able to evolve and change with the evolving needs and threats uh, that are out there for uh, your employer. Now, Kathy, what about for IT security executives? Is there the same demand for the hands-on skills, or do you get more into some of the softer skills and more leadership? Certainly leadership is important, certainly some of the softer skills. But I think that in many cases, 
my uh, my clients are asking for a really strong technical underpinning. And that's quite frankly where I've had some uh, difficulty. Um, it's one thing to have, you know, kind of an overarching knowledge, but it's another thing to have kind of from the ground up the foundational knowledge. So frequently I'm asked to find those people who started from, you know, the foundation, who have all of the uh, actual work experience, but have also added on to their uh, capabilities in regard to team management, um, interface with other um, organizations, uh, interface with other groups and departments within the company or uh, the employer. So um, it's a combination of things, but I find that in more often than not, they're asking for strong subject matter expertise, strong technical capabilities with the leadership overlay. It sounds like a simplistic way of saying that it's not enough just to go out and get a CISSP and expect you're going to get a, a, a premium job placement. Exactly. You know, the CISSP is a good certification, but it's only one uh, measure. It's only one way to determine that someone has a broad knowledge. And, um, uh, you know, I, I look for a combination of uh, indicators. And um, certainly certifications can be very valuable, but as I said, have to bring the goods at the end of the day. And um, you know, just looking at certifications will not necessarily be a determining factor for me, nor for my clients. Let's talk about some of the in-demand skills. You mentioned incident response earlier. What are some of the skills you're most asked to seek out these days? Well, you know, the uh, it's all over the it's all over the map. Depending on the organization, you know, they have a variety of needs. Uh, some of them are much further along in their development of their um, information security program. So, in that case, they need people who can continue to refine it. In many cases, though, I'm finding that they're still building out the program. So they need the, the people who can build it, who can uh, structure it, who can bring both strategic and tactical capabilities. Um, and it really depends on the organization and where they are in terms of their life cycle. You know, one thing that, that I've become aware of in, in regard to information security in particular, it's, you know, the tail started wagging the dog. Uh, um, these information security issues are so vitally important that uh, they have such risk to uh, corporate and private sector clients that they cannot be ignored. So um, IT departments are um, adding um, staff on the information security side. They're um, boosting the profile of this person within the organization, and they're relying on them more and more. So um, those are two, you know, a couple of things that I see. And, you know, basically, I will tell you something that you've probably heard many times before, which is, you know, in regard to my clients, in regard to companies out there generally these days, there are only two kinds of companies, companies that know they've had a problem and those that have had a problem that don't yet realize it. Kathy, one of the things that we hear consistently is that there just is not talent enough to fill the positions that are available. How large and deep is the pool of available talent? Well, it's not particularly large and it's not particularly deep. It's definitely more on the anemic side than on the um, deep or um, or uh, expand expansive side, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I'm somewhat encouraged by a number of the um, the institutions, the academic programs that are uh, starting to really uh, uh, see the need here and to respond to that need and start to educate the next generation of people who can um, 
step into these roles. But right now, you know, baby boomers are not known for having strong uh, technical skills, not to say that none of them have them, but it, it was, you know, technology sort of happened while they were in the middle of their careers. Many of the early adopters jumped on board and, and gained this uh, these uh, skills. But um, we have smaller, you know, demographic uh, pools uh, when you look at Gen X and Gen Y, the millennials. Um, and so it's a work in progress, and um, it is uh, absolutely a fact that there is a war for talent in this front. And uh, there's also this tension between public and private sector for talent. Uh, the public sector does such a great job to train and uh, and build out uh, their teams, and then they can lose them very quickly to the private sector, which can offer uh, more money, um, you know, perhaps uh, other things that, you know, are um, attractive to to people who are ready to step away from the public sector. Um, you know, the government and military are having a hard time keeping up with this just as the private sector is. So we need to do a lot more in that regard. And so that's why I'm very happy when I see colleges and universities adding programs and even certificate programs, not necessarily degree programs, but, but addressing the need in a variety of ways and, and being creative about it because we've got to educate people. We've got to build that out. Kathy, where do you see the biggest disconnects between the organization, what they express they want, and the candidates and what the candidates offer? Well, I think the biggest disconnect is that sometimes they're not realistic. Um, you know, companies can put together really um, exhaustive uh, job specs for recruiters such as myself that um, sometimes I feel like I'm chasing a unicorn, that, uh, you know, some of the, the uh, skills, and the requirements are non-compatible or just not uh, likely to be found uh, in the real world. So uh, I think there's a need to be realistic and to, to accept the fact that, uh, you know, one person may not fill all of your needs. One person may go, you know, let's say, 60% of the way to filling your needs, and that person may have the need to, uh, to reach out for other specialists. There are so many um, arcane specialties, arcane issues. But I think it's um, it's hard to say that one person is going to bring all the solutions, all the answers. And so that's probably the biggest disconnect that I see, being realistic about what uh, what's out there and what people can do. I should have asked you this earlier, but I'll ask now. Do you see these patterns consistently outside the U.S. and other markets in which you work? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I do, absolutely. Um, you know, it's across the board. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of people who've come in from other countries into the U.S. on visas, and, and quite frequently, I have candidates who need to uh, who are working in the U.S. on visas. So, some other countries, such as India, are doing a great job in educating people, and, and then, of course, they lose them because they come over to the U.S. and want to work in the U.S. The, the uh, compensation is higher. Uh, there are a lot of opportunities, so you know that's a draw for many people. But across the board, I, I see this. I've recruited in other uh, parts of the world, including the Middle East, um, the um, in Europe, Latin America, and uh, and also in Asia. And across the board, I see these issues. So uh, it's not like we're behind and and um, everybody is ahead of us. I just feel like everybody's behind. I mean, technology is moving at warp speed. We're all you know, ch chasing after it. Um, I always say, you know, when um, I talk to potential candidates, I say, how would you like to jump on a moving train? Well, that's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about jobs and information security. 
few minutes ago, we talked a little bit about the churn, especially in, from the public sector to the private sector and even in the private sector. What do you see as contributing to the high turnover rate of IT security pros? A couple of things. The first thing would be the fact that uh, there is a burnout factor. Um, these jobs are very intense, and the demands are uh, significant. So I think a lot of people feel like they have no... Um, no way to step away from it. That um, I hear from people all the time, well, you know, I worked a 12-hour day yesterday. I worked a 12-hour day the day before. I'm probably going to have to work on the weekend. They just simply burn out because there is, a, you know, a, too much on their plate in many cases. Um, it's just uh, a reality to, uh, to many of these roles. The other thing is the fact that, you know, there's, um, there are always going to be people who are willing to pay more. And there is, um, even throughout the recession, um, there was this escalating, uh, you know, compensation scale, and uh, if you're really, really good, you could probably jump um, a year from now or you know a, a week from now and get more money. So you have to uh, sell basically some of the other things, maybe better work-life balance, uh, maybe some of the technical. Um, growth that you could have in a particular organization, and a lot of the peer learning, peer sharing. Uh, peer sharing and peer learning are very, very important, as well as the fact that uh, an, if an employer can offer a path where someone can continue to learn, and continuing education is very, very important in this space, because if you're not continuing to develop as an information security professional, you're falling behind. So um, peer learning uh, ongoing learning are very important uh, retention tools, and a lot of organizations forget that, and they lose people because they feel like, again, they're kind of spinning their wheels or they're, they're losing traction, losing ground, and so they'd rather go somewhere else that really supports that ongoing professional development. We talked about the uh, diminished talent pool. From your perspective, what are things that we as an industry can be doing to grow this talent pool? Well, I think peer learning, peer sharing, you know, um, continuing to have a dialogue. A dialogue is very, very important. Um, and, you know, sort of bringing all of these issues to the fore. A lot of people, when I talk to them, feel like, you know, they've, they've kind of made some bad life decisions uh, because they've wound up in these roles where they're kind of buried in their uh, companies, their employers' problems. So uh, sometimes just feeling like there is a there is someone out there who understands what you're going through and uh, can share with you how they've addressed issues. So I think the, um, the education, the uh, dialogue is vitally important, and, and I really think um, a lot of organizations can contribute to that. You know, taking away some of the um, stigma with, uh, uh, with really discussing honestly what's going on in an organization. Given everything we've seen in the news about security over the past year, high-profile breaches, threats, viruses, is security an exciting profession for young people today? Yes. I find the people that are attracted to it love it. It's almost in their blood, and it's a wonderful thing to see. So I do think that um, it's a very, very attractive field. And, and I always tell people, you know, when they come to me and said, I've recently graduated and I've got a degree in this or that, um, well, you know, you're going to have a really interesting career because there are a lot of opportunities. There are a lot of career paths that you can take. So it just depends on, you know, how you want to sort of direct your career. But absolutely, it's a very exciting uh, career path. 
So if you were to sum it up, Kathy, what advice would you offer to individuals who want to enter the profession, whether they're starting at the beginning of their career or changing horses mid-career? Well, there are, there's no one set path. Um, it, this is a, a, an area where I have found some of the people who are the most talented are self-taught. This is an area that they were just intrigued by, that they wanted to learn. And so um, they've done a lot of self-study. Um, they've paid for um, you know, programs that they've gone to on their own. Um, they've been motivated. Motivation and, um, and real dedication to uh, getting some traction in this field go a long way. And I have a lot of clients that really don't care so much about the traditional education credentials um, as, and, you know, are open to people who've had alternative career paths. I think a lot of people don't realize that. So, um, so it is it's absolutely um, a sector uh, that has a non-traditional career path, and uh, there's never it's never too late. If this is really your passion and you really want to do something in this space, you can. Excellent. Kathy, thank you so much for your time and your insight today. My pleasure, Tom. We've been talking about meeting the demand for security professionals. I've been talking with Kathy Lavender. She's the Executive Director of Security and Investigative Placement Consultants, LLC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.